Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. <laughs> question marks on your <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the week of December 8, 2014, this is episode 247, and this is Chris Bevelo. I am EVP and practice leader at Revive Health. With me today are... My name is Jackie Olson. <laughs> I was like, what is my title? <laughs> and I'm the account supervisor and account supervisor with Revive You're Health. You're the account supervisor, really. <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody T-H-E. else. <laughs> and this is Adam Meyer, Vice President, Creative Technology and User Experience Design. That's a mouthful. It that is. is. What's the acronym for that? Write that down. And we're going to start calling you that. That's clear. VP of CT. I'm the VP of CT and UXD. <laughs> that's even worse I, <laughs> I call you out i'll just say vp some people at revive other people who have like a vp role some of are just they just go by vp so right. for this for our purposes here i'll be vp right okay. so as there you can you tell this is all a little bit new for us mm-hmm. this is our Obviously. first podcast since the announcement was made yeah in mm-hmm. early november mm-hmm. i think that the last podcast we did and we've really been um, bereft of podcasts for the last couple of months. Yes. We did a, yeah. we did a, we had an onslaught of them at Shushmid mm-hmm. and we still have some of those to post, yep. I think. Yep. Uh, and then we had the whole big deal happen, which consumed every hour of my waking life. <laughs> and then we had the announcement podcast and then I went away for my honeymoon. And then he got hitched. Yeah. Then we had the, the wedding and honeymoon thing, which also took every waking hour of my life. <laughs> so we're finally getting back into the swim of things. Mm-hmm. But some of this is new, like Jackie jokingly put question marks about the name, because that's still something that's up in the air, though. I've had a number of people, um, Janet, I'm talking to you, give me a shout out saying, please, please don't change the name. So we're going to hold on desperately to the name <laughs> and to the corporate powers that be take it away. We're going to fight for it. We'll fight for it. But even if we have to change the name, or even if we want to change the name, I should say, mm-hmm. what we're doing is not going to change. Right. We would never do that to our devoted listeners. No, if you're still there after, if you're still there. <laughs> yeah. We've been putting content the radio out. Oh yeah, just yeah there's been fresh stuff. content. There's been at yeah. least a one a one week or two in there with no Schmidt or anything, just because it wasn't right. feasible to get one up. And well, po- you were gone too. Yeah, I had some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've all spent a little time away. So, but we're back. You're forgiven. We're back. Back in the saddle again. So, if you back. missed any of those podcasts, if you missed all the announcements. If it's not already obvious, intervals no more. We are now part of Revive Health. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about that. Uh, we are now one month post acquisition, mm-hmm. and yes, we we're are. doing some amazing things already. So that's exciting. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to thinkinterval.com where you'll be redirected to thinkrevivehealth.com <laughs> where there is a press release and the podcast and some other resources. Uh, talking all about why we did this, uh, the value of it, why we're excited about it, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we need to get into it too much in depth here, but mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's our fumble stuff. with our titles and yeah, our names. <laughs> What's my all name? All that good stuff. And of course, all of our amazing resources are still out there. Joe Public 2, Embracing the New Paradigm, hot new book, came out in September. Don't forget to pick up a copy if you have not getting great reviews from people. I'm hearing from people just like with the first book that are emailing me saying, this is amazing. I bought 10 copies. This is going to be, this is going to be our guide to completely transforming how we approach marketing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
Good to hear. Yeah, it's it's really being well received. Uh, getting great feedback from people who buy the book. When you buy the book, you're automatically enrolled in the Joe Public Book Club where you get additional content, and we hope to have more content for that coming out in December mm-hmm. yet. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for you to give feedback to me personally or Adam as authors, and we've already got some of that, and so um, great to get that feedback. Yeah. And our digital marketing audit is still out there. Uh, where in the hell do we find that? That's on the homepage of Interval. <laughs> yep. And it's also got a URL. Well, did I give the the website for buying the book? I didn't. Let's back up. JoePublic2.com. That's a two as in the numeral two. The number two, duty. JoePublic2.com. <laughs> That's where you get the book. Nice. And you can go to intervalaudit.com. That's the quickest way to get to our digital marketing audit, yep. which is really an incredible, incredible resource that has been undersold and under-discussed by us because of all the things we've mentioned, uh, but which we will be talking about quite a bit in the, in the year going forward. Uh, eventually, we, we have ideas of expanding that to be content marketing audit, so it fits perfectly with the Joe Public 2 content. But even as a digital marketing audit, it's phenomenal. It's, it's uh, free. You can go in there and assess your own digital marketing efforts, a competitor's digital marketing efforts, you could have a few people on your team do an assessment and then compare notes. It covers 30-plus areas of digital across the web, social media, what we call value-added content, and promotion and visibility, which are things like mm-hmm. SEM and SEO. Um, each of them have benchmarks that are industry standards, lots of insights. So a wealth, a treasure trove of content. So please, please, please go in and, and use that. We think it will be a great, great resource for you. Mm-hmm. So that's there. All right. Uh, any other updates we have? Jackie's still um, holding out, which is good at this point, right? Are, is your holding due date February 14th? It is. I don't okay. think anyone on the podcast knew this, by the way. Yes, sir. You told. Yeah, we, we had an announcement. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? I think oh, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was an announcement. I'll, bring, I'll blame pregnancy brain on that one then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 100% sure we have, we have told that tale. Oh, maybe. Okay. And if not, sorry, we did just then. Well, there you go. I mean, I've out. got I've got like about two months to go. So is that right? I think two months. Wow. Yeah, a little under. That's crazy. I've gained some it's weight. Up. Last <laughs> month, and I'm going to attribute it to um. Oh, was it called sympathy weight? Sympathy, sympathy weight. for you. Do you have a sympathy pregnancy going like yourself? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put on a few pounds in the last month. I don't track it carefully, but. I think I could feel it. You know, you feel I it lost you, weight you, and gained you, it and gained back. You jiggle a little yeah. bit. And you, you start, yeah. Sometimes you start, you're walking and all of a sudden you feel things jiggling that didn't necessarily jiggle before. Well, that's personal. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. Feeling the jiggle. TMI. I think you've got a no. show time. Yeah. yeah, so Jackie, <laughs> you're still doing well. Yeah. <laughs> you've had a lot of stuff happen in your life too. We don't need to get into it, but you had some, some exciting personal stuff. Yeah, lots of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. And Adam got a week off of vacation, which is... <laughs> That's like the Haley's Comic Con. Never take vacation, so that's good. That was more monumental than having a baby, I think. (laughs) I think it happens less frequently. (laughs) So, yeah, we're all good over here. We hope everybody out there is doing good. So what should we talk about? We got – well, Adam, do you want to talk about the first one? I really want to dive into the second one because I think it's um, really interesting and holds a lot of um, insight for people. But we can certainly start with the first one. Sure. Yeah, well, uh, I again, I feel like every couple of shows I reference something that I got from Luke, Luke Rabluski. I love but his that's, name. Uh, I know, it's a great name. <laughs> I saw him speak here at the, um, oh, there's an interactive 
conference is the right word. Well, yeah, it's called MinnaWebCon that they do at the U every year here. And they usually get some pretty big, pretty good name speakers come in and, and speak from the web community, like, national web community. Like Luke well Rudewski. Luke yes. <laughs> I can't even say it. But he works for, he says he's built a number of, a few different products that kind of took off. And, and I think he works for like Intel now, I, th- I think. Um, but anyway, he had tweeted about um, some statistics for mobile for shopping over the mobile on mobile over the holiday, so Black Friday and, and uh, Thanksgiving. And let me find the specific statistics that I had referenced. Let's see. Online sales set a new record. The Monday after Thanksgiving remained the busiest day for online shopping over the five-day period. Cyber Monday online sales grew by eight point five percent over two thousand thirteen. Okay, well that's good. I want the mobile stats. So here we go. Cyber Monday becomes Mobile Monday. Cyber Monday mobile traffic accounted for 41.2% of all online traffic. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is and crazy. And I contributed to that significantly. Up <laughs> up 30.1% over last year. No, wait. Is that shopping traffic or all traffic? Just mobile traffic. All traffic, according to, according so to this research. So not just shopping traffic. Right. Just all traffic in general. All internet traffic. Because we keep hearing, I keep saying, and I've been saying this for like two years, that any day now... Mobile is going to Mobile's eclipse. Mobile is going to eclipse regular. But right. If forty-two percent is a big wow, we're still not even close. Uh, well, I think we. I don't think eclipse is the right word. I think we surpass. So we're getting. Well, but we're yeah, getting close. So I mean. once we get to fifty and beyond, yeah. So but, we're we're getting close. But yeah, it seems like every year the experts push that back by like back. another year. But every year it does grow. It does grow. Well, I know it's growing. Yeah. Forty-two percent is almost there. Right. But I would have preferred to hear like fifty-one percent, so I can say, "Yay, it's finally <laughs> it's finally happened." <laughs> what we've been touting. Um, Let's see. So that's the big one. There's a number of other interesting stats in this article that we'll link up in the show notes. Um, some stuff about like iOS versus Android, which is always interesting because um, you know I listen to a number of iOS uh, podcasts from developers, a lot of whom are iOS um, specific, and they talk about why they don't like go to Android because they can't. They've they've tried things and they don't make any money there because people don't like when it comes to applications don't like to like to get them free. Whereas on iOS, it seems they're willing to pay for them. So it's interesting mm. to look at statistics here um, to see if people actually use their phones, you know, iOS like versus Android for things like activities like shopping. Didn't we do a podcast within the last year where the, where the difference was startling? It was it was startling. And Star- I, let's startling. See, so here we've got iOS versus Android. iOS once again led the way in mobile shopping this holiday season, outpacing Android across three key metrics on Cyber Monday. Average order value, iOS users averaged $114.79 compared to 96.84 for Android, a difference of 18.5. Online traffic, iOS accounted for 28.7% of total online traffic, more than double that of Android, which drove 12.2% of all online traffic. Um, But again, I I don't think, to me, it's not unexpected. I think a lot of iOS developers have come to the same conclusion that I did. Maybe I came to it because I listened to a lot of them. Um, Is that... People who buy when you when you people who have who doesn't own a smartphone today, right? It's like you can't really go into a store and buy a dumb phone anymore. There still are some out there, like a flip phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people who just need a phone, just want a phone, they don't care if it can get on the internet, are going to probably get whatever is the most practical, whatever is the most affordable. Right. And an it's iPhone not an is not necessarily, even though there's like a free one, it's still, it's still in general, it's probably not the most practical or affordable phone out there. Um, so even though Android, and far of like general market share in usage mm-hmm. is, is has outpaced iOS. It's kind of a meaningless statistic because a lot of those people are not using those phones as computers. They're just using them as phones still. Um, and that's not to diss Android. Cause you know, we've got some Androids in our testing arsenal for the work that we do and they're kick-ass phones. I like them a lot. So 
Um, definitely not like a, a ripping on Android um, podcast here, but it's interesting to look at the to <laughs> look at the statistics. Those, though, <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of things I like about those devices. Um, they're they're good. But anyway, we'll we'll get that linked up in the in the show notes. It's an, there's a bunch of other statistics in there that are really interesting and just show the the increasing prevalence of mobile and really um, showing that the, the traffic is is it's it's getting to that point that that has been predicted for a while that it's getting closer and closer to outpacing yeah. desktop. It's it's difficult sometimes I think to see in in the in the healthcare world when we look at um, analytics for hospital websites specifically because they're they're often colored by network traffic. Um, mm-hmm. You filter that out, you can you get a little bit of a better picture. But a lot of times um, you're still seeing lower mobile usage, though it is increasing. So I should know this, but are iPads wrapped into mobile? They're supposed to be, aren't they? Uh, that's kind of it's kind of a. That's a good question, and it's something that's discussed quite a bit. It's like, where should we put that? It's still, I think it's wrapped okay. into mobile I think now. It is because like because forty two percent. Yeah, because I mean okay. the way that they typically the way they can tell is um, for one thing screen resolution. They can tell what what browser is coming in um, based on that. You can tell you can determine what operating system is being used, and then they look at um, oh, okay. the size of the screen of the device it's accessing the web and make some predictions on that. I think some other tablets are some other device specific information goes with too, but yeah, tablets as far as I know are still lumped into mobile. Okay. Right. Cause they're not locked on a desk somewhere. Okay. Laptops though, I think are typically not right. They're still considered, they're still considered desktop desktop computers. Right. Okay. That was my assumption. But that's the thing. I mean, the lines have blurred so much and especially with these, you know, tablets that are, you know, phones that are the size of tablets and tablets that are, you know, that you can as big as a laptop and that you can toss <laughs> that you can t- attach a keyboard to. I mean, right. it's, it's getting more and more blurred, blurred lines. Yeah. And I think oh. there's, you that's, know, you want it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, that's, I mean, again, that's the, one of the justifications for considering responsive when you're going, you know, right. when, you're, when you're talking mobile um, is you've got, is there anybody insane... out there who doesn't think you should have responsive or doesn't know you should have responsive there? I don't think there is. Not yeah, anymore. It comes, I mean, I think it comes, I, it, it's hard to, to justify even if you've got like a killer of like app experience, like you're like, Hey, my mobile experience, like if you're, you know, whoever Foursquare or somebody like that, you know, it's like our, our mobile experiences through our apps. That's fine. But even those resources, their, their website is still responsive. Yeah, so right. if somebody goes to their website on a mobile device, they're going to get a good experience. So, um, you know, there are situations here and there, I think where it might make sense for an organization to, Probably not in healthcare for, in, for the most part. Who when? I want you to come up with by the end of this podcast one situation <laughs> where it'd be better for a site to not be. Responsible. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it would be oh, better. Okay. I would say it may maybe it makes sense from a business standpoint because you have X number of dollars and you have to do an app and you have to do a website and they have oh, specific purposes. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so you're catering to the audiences in different ways. Um, I could probably come up with examples, um, but it, it just comes down to business by business case. You know who needs what and why. And how much money do they have to spend? Even then, your done. site should be responsive. It's, ideally, it should be. Yeah. Or you have some, you know, some experience that's that's decent for mobile users decent. in a browser. All right. Any, anything else on Black Monday, Small Business Saturday? <laughs> Black Monday? Sorry. Black Friday, Small <laughs> Business Saturday, or Cyber Monday? And Sit It Out Sunday? I don't I have a name for Sunday. Yeah, what's Sunday now? I'm like avoid all, avoid it all, like the plague weekend is what I call it. Oh, okay. I do a lot of shopping. I do a lot of online shopping. Let me tell you my horror story. So we went on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We got a we got a life force. Is that what it's called? The the um, life something. It's the thing the case you put around your phone to take it underwater. Oh sure. Oh, no, I'm not, not sure what it's called. But okay. 
Um, we've used them for years. Waterproof. It's waterproof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, life proof. It's probably life. Okay. I don't know, what I know where this is going. Well, they changed the design. <laughs> so now it used to encase the phone completely. Yeah. Now it encases everything, but the touch screen eee. and it's called the nude. Exactly. We put it on. We're like, there must be a part missing, right? No, that's what it's supposed to do. Well, it didn't work. Yeah. Because we took it underwater and water got into the screen. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, of course, we threw away the, the thing in disgust on our honeymoon. So I don't even know if we can get money back or, but we had to go in. <laughs> so, it into the ocean. so we get back Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, you know, we, we know where we can go Thanksgiving. So, Black Friday, we have to go to the AT&T store to oh. get a phone. Right. And our fear was they're going to say, oh, you have to go to Apple. And then we'd have to go to the freaking mall, (laughs) to the Apple store. (laughs) But luckily, not luckily, luckily we got taken care of by AT&T, which meant we had to buy a phone outright. Oh. And let me tell you, that's something you never want to do. Because that's no. a pricey freaking problem. Well, in the long well, run, I mean, in the long run, if it's not a replacement phone that you're already paying for, just buying the phone is cheaper than paying the subsidy over two years or whatever. Yeah, but, but I think we're still paying the subsidy. Big, that's oh yeah, that's the uh, thing though. Yeah, we're still paying the other. phone You got to pay the other phone off. Yeah. yeah, that's like it's like you know having a car that a double whammy. You drive into a lake and you still have a loan on it. You have to go buy another freaking <laughs> right, car. Right. You got to pay off the first car. Yep, that's yep. uh, great. Not your car; it's the bank's car, and someone still has to pay for it. Well, so when the part of this phone wasn't covered, you still jumped into the ocean with it? It's supposed to be that way. That's the way it's designed. So it was it's supposed to have a missing... It's called the nude design, N-U-U-D, and it's it's designed to let the, the touch screen be free. We're I like, think okay. your guys were supposed to be nude. Oh, it's what kind of resort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very frustrating. So it, was, it wasn't That's completely destroyed because we got pictures off of it and it still works. Yeah. But it's... It's really it's not gonna, it, yeah. it's not it can't serve. That's how actually, my wife's was when it, after it fell out of a pocket yeah, into it's the really toilet annoying. bowl. Oh, I'm supporting more. Those things are a hundred dollars too. It's like you spend a hundred dollars to protect your phone, and now you have to spend another yeah. freaking five hundred or whatever. <laughs> Jeez, first world problems. Right there. <laughs> That's Still, embarrassing. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Problem. You got to have your phone. What are you going to do? But all right, let's move on to the next one. The next one is something that Adam, I think you posted or I posted. Somebody posted. It was actually posted on the Revive Health. I think so. That's where um, I found it. Facebook page, which is private, so you guys can't go see it. But we'll <laughs> post a link to the actual article. And I saw it independently. I might have posted it myself too. But the title says "Brands are wasting money on Facebook and Twitter." Forrester says, and we all respect Forrester research. So the story that we have is in the Wall Street Journal. It actually links to another story from Forrester. But in the Wall Street Journal's story, it says. Uh, marketers are increasingly turning to social networks, Facebook and Twitter, in an attempt to start quote-unquote conversations and quote-unquote relationships with consumers. According to research firm Forrester, they might be wasting their time and money doing so. Quote, you don't really have a social relationship with your customers, analyst Nate Elliott wrote in a new report titled Social Relationship Strategies at Work. Now, first thing I'm going to say is we've been saying this for years. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants a relationship with their bleeping orange juice, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, but it goes on. According to Mr. Elliott, top brands, Facebook and Twitter posts only reach around 2% of their fans and followers and less than 0.1% of fans and followers actually interact with each post on average. What's more, Facebook announced last week, and this was, uh, uh, sorry, November 17th. So early in November, so like a month ago, Facebook announced that Another tweak to its news feed algorithm that will make it even less likely brands unpaid posts will actually be seen by. So they're they're basically squeezing brand 
posts completely out. I mean, eventually they'll probably go away. And the only way you're going to reach people is through paid because they're oh. desperate to keep that because they know that their, yeah. their ads suck it as far as click through. Mm-hmm. And now they're all about awareness. <laughs> you gotta show people your ads. So we're going to charge you for them to even see it, let alone click on it. Um, Post to their brand page. What's that? Post to brand pages. Like promoted That's... from brand pages. Okay. Like if we wanted to post something to the revive health, mm-hmm. we want to go to all of our people um, who follow us or, or make... like that page. Yep. The number of people would see it would be um, 2%. 2%. And they're going to squeeze that even lower. And the only way to up it is to pay. Okay. So right. it's basically billboard. We're back to billboard impressions. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. And I hope we all revolt against that, which is part of what this article is saying. Um, which is, you, you know, most people have Facebook and Twitter as the centerpiece of their social, if not digital, marketing efforts, and you really need to rethink the impact of it. The one thing I'll say is I do think there's value to still be on Facebook and Twitter as a brand, particularly in our world, because you do have more incented constituencies. You have patients. You have patient families. You need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not Coke, we're not Pepsi, we're not Toyota. People actually do have relationships with some of our clients. Um, so, uh, you know, you still need to be there. You just have to be really honest with yourself about what you're going to get from it. Right. No, and and another reason. I mean, when we look at actually one of the other things we're going topics we're going to talk about today, an example of like something from Children's Hospital. Man, and when you are there, you've got, and you and you build, you do actually build the relationships, as you said. Because these, I mean, I think of myself and my wife. We spent a good chunk of our life last year in child, two of the children's, three of the children's hospitals here in the Twin Cities, um, and we follow them now because we, a, we're still we're still involved, you know, in, with with care there, but also because yeah, we really appreciate mm-hmm. what they did for us, and I want to see, I, I have a, I have feel like I have a stake in. In almost in like what they do now. I mean, and I want to, you know, when I see cool things that come through from them, I want to share them because I'm proud of, you know, the experiences that we had and the things that they did for us. And I want to be an advocate for them on mm-hmm. some level. Right. And yeah, makes sense. if you're not present in a way and sharing things that I can, you know, that make it, makes it pretty damn easy for me to advocate for you when you put stuff into Facebook and I can then share it. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. ha- I don't have to do a whole, that doesn't take much time out of my day right. and, that, and it's easy to do. So, I mean, right. There, there are incentives for the organizations that we work with to, to be there. Yeah. I mean, the difference here is that you're not going to have a relationship with trivial surface-level crap. Right. right. I mean, when I think about my Facebook feed and the things that I actually look at and respond to, um, there are brands that I look at and respond to, but they are um, John Stewart. Right. Uh, you know, because that touches me at a, in a political way, so deep political beliefs yep. and mm-hmm. values and that kind of thing. Um, right. I think like in your situation, Adam or others, you could have that with a hospital or when it comes to your health. Um, so you might follow a brand that you're particularly close to from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I do think it's relevant <clears throat> there, but no, for 90% of the products out there, I mean, that's where we have the advantage because we actually have a s- opportunity to connect with people right. around things that matter to them, like health and wellness. Coke doesn't, Pepsi doesn't, you know, product brands don't. Yeah, that's a because good point. Who gives? Who's going to have a relationship with Coke or right. Pepsi? I mean, honest right. to goodness, I got a bad drink, and I don't drink a whole lot of Coke. But there's one right there. I'm not going to. I don't give crap. I, when I need a Coke, I'll go buy a Coke. I don't want to hear from Coke until I until I 
want to drink no it. Damn Coke. <laughs> different. Maybe the younger generation, it's it's there's a deeper connection because they grew up with this, and there's more interaction with brands in terms of like gamification and prizes. I don't think and, so. No, I, mean, I, I think I, you I, might be I right. Just, yeah, I mean, I just, You're I just, right. I think back to maybe I don't even know if we've talked about these articles, but I feel like there's there have been articles out that I've seen in recent years that are all about younger generations just being so, like, I, I have no, having having no desire to have a, a relationship with any brand online. Oh, yeah. But they're still like as they're just, brand driven as everybody else. They really oh, are. Oh, totally, totally. They yeah. just don't want to acknowledge that that's what it is, and it doesn't feel the same as when we grew up. Where it was pure promotion, and it's right. like, well, of course, I'm not going to have a relationship when you're trying to sell me. But I mean, when you see the stuff that they do with social media, it'll it blows your mind. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is, you know, on YouTube, what YouTube does. But that's again, it's not product brands. Those are right. relationship brands. Those are people, and like John Stewart or celebrities right. or whoever. It's very different. So the, it leads to another. The the one will post leads to the, a Forrester blog post uh, that talks about some ways to actually leverage and build relationships using social media, such as creating your own relationship, social relationship tools on your site. Um, Don't use Facebook as a center of your relationship marketing efforts, which talks about how if people really like your brand, they're far more likely to to want to follow your emails than they will engage you on Facebook. And I find that the same. So now we Hmm. talk about like, Bonobos or Trunk Club or clothing brands that mm-hmm. I follow, I subscribe to them and I look at those emails and I'll click through those. Pretty rare where I'll do that on, on right. Facebook. Right. Definitely that's, never that's Twitter, so ever. Right. I don't even see that stuff on Twitter. I don't know how corporate brands are doing on Twitter. I never see it. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> do you guys point. ever see it? Uh, every how once in a while. The branded stuff that I see on, probably because I don't really follow brands on Twitter, but the stuff that I do see is yeah, usually the promoted I mean. stuff. And it's usually mm-hmm. has some loose connection to what I do, but it's usually just annoying. It's like, I never you, see didn't, it. you didn't connect with me on that. Do you ever see corporate tweets in your feed? Sorry, for the amount, personal question. <laughs> <laughs> for the amount I'm on Twitter, which is not very frequently. Oh, that's right. You're kind um, of on Twitter. But still, I go there to post stuff occasionally for old interval stuff. Um, no corporate, I don't see much at all see, unless it is sponsored or promoted. Yeah. yeah. I see hospitals and health systems cause I follow them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even see very many sponsored things. Maybe I just ignore them. It just blends in so much. It's like the banner ads. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. That could be. Well, and for me and that I use be. Twitter primarily for less for like, prof- well, professional yet yeah, for sure. But it's less about like the healthcare space and more about tech stuff. So without web developers, that kind of thing, designers. Right, right. So yeah, I see a little bit less of some of the our industry stuff within my feed. I mean, I just don't think I'm friends with any brands on friends or you I've don't liked like any. You don't. I'm not friends with anyone. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I no just, friends. you know, I see a decent amount of people who like Walmart and Target and some of like the bigger brands. Do you think and that's stuff because like that? they're trying to win something? Yes. I don't think it's I think or you know they liked it because you got a coupon for $10 off a of $50 right. purchase. Where or do you where like do that. you see that in your Facebook? I'm trying to see if I've liked any actual brands. Uh, I think it's Pretty like sure on the never... side. Groups, pages. Is it pages? Bring it up. I think there's something on the side. They used to, used to be something feed. on the How side. How about that? No, that's not it. No, pages is, pages yeah, is like thing. the multiple. I liked Interval was a brand we liked. Try, try interests. Is it under interests? Pages and public figures. We should know this as digital experts. Well, this stuff changes all the time. It used to be a thing you could <laughs> click on on the sidebar. I think it's under pages. No. 
Like pages? No, pages is um pages is different. Pages is like your professional brand presence stuff. So if you You know what? I think it's under your profile. It probably for sure is. There used to be something on the sidebar you could click on to see all that crap. Places, sports, music, movie, TV show, likes. Likes, probably likes. There you go. That's it. So you have to go to your profile. You have to go to more, and you can find likes. And so, like, mine are by movies, TV show, music, books, sports teams, athletes, people, restaurants. Yep, I've got all that on the sidebar, too. Where's... If I scroll down far enough. Brands, like... But I don't like... Brands is other likes... Likes, yeah, I've got 222 likes, and it's right, got so things in there like PlayStation. And- that's that's one that's not a media outlet like Esquire or something like that. If it's a pure brand, like a product brand, I got PlayStation, uh, and not healthcare, right? Um, and not a media outlet. Jeez. No, mine are all I don't scrolling, like scrolling, scrolling. I've got lots and lots of bands and musicians and guitar manufacturers. Very few, very little of anything else. That's it. That's the only one in my list, which isn't that long. Um, Mine's almost all music. PlayStation. That's it. I don't even like Xbox. <laughs> I, I like, like to hear from bands on Facebook. That's a good... I, I, I can see that. I don't have any likes. I think I've made it my personal goal not like to like nothing? anything. I like nothing. <laughs> There are pages that I have like. Well, that's yeah counts, but the page would have to be like Coke or PlayStation, right? For it to be a brand like, otherwise it's right. I've got musicians. I think I like. I can't tell. It's hard to tell what I actually like and what they're pimping me to like. <laughs> All right, so we need to wrap up here. Do you want to talk about the last one, Jackie? Sure, I can talk about it real quick. Um, Mainly, I suppose, just kind of a shout out to Children's Hospital. I don't know if you guys follow them on Facebook. Children's Hospital and Clinics of Minnesota. Yes, sorry. About. That's all right. I, them, I just like assumed everyone know. Yes. Yeah, they're the only Children's Hospital in the country. They should. You know, shy down the road. <laughs> shy? Like, <laughs> is that, they're not referred to that, are they? No, I was some, just abbreviating like, even. You know what Chop is? Chop is a very famous Children's Hospital. Do you know oh. which one it is? Children's no. Hospital of Pennsylvania. Right? No, close though. It's in Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. No. Pittsburgh. Oh, Close. Well, I, it's I, another P in Pennsylvania. Aren't those the only P's in Pennsylvania? Nope. Come on, birthplace of our country. The winless basketball team, 0-17, beat the Timberwolves the other night. Oh, they did? Their first should... win, yes. Horrificness. I heard, I heard, I can't, why can't I remember who that was? Come now? on, come on. Rocky was filmed there. Oh my come gosh, on. what's wrong? I can't think of it. 1776. American Revolution. Philadelphia? Yes. <laughs> Good gracious. Well, I would have you never there, thought of 1776. Then I remember. I paid attention in history. Yeah. Children's <laughs> Hospital of Philadelphia. That's chop. All right. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. I Do you guys follow him on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. I follow, I follow the University of Minnesota Children's. I don't know. Okay. Well, they just have a really good Facebook presence. They always have. We gave them credit Mm -hmm. years ago for being out in front of social media. Yeah, and they've kept on top of it, and they're posting at least once a day, I'd say. Um, But I came across, based on one of their posts, the campaign that they're running. It's basically, it must be a campaign for their foundation. And it's really cute. I mean, it basically just spotlights. Let me see here. Let me get to the page. Um kids and what they want to be when they grow up but the actual the videos that they did are very well done um it's just a very cute campaign and their website's really well done so i just kind of want really to... well done i mean in, in yeah. that support tomorrow's 
Yes. Yeah. Give today, support tomorrow. Support tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I what I'll definitely give. I mean, it's all about donations, and they made that front and center on the website right. too. To I mean, it's all about the the stories and stuff here too. But man, it is really easy to come here and just know what to do to to give to donate. Right. So props to them on 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 making that. this page what it should be. Hmm. Yeah. No, I just thought it was really well done. And if you watch the video, I think it's of this girl. You'll see on their website. It's it's really cute. And it's responsive. Oh. And it's responsive. Guys. The I only like the see. only the only ding I'll give them is that uh, as I scroll down, <laughs> as I scroll down, you get to a little place where there's a bunch of feeds or a social media feed, a bunch of stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you as soon as your cursor gets into that space and you're scrolling, now you're just scrolling that section of feeds rather than the page itself. Well, that happens all the time to me, though. I know it especially is annoying on mobile when you go to a yeah. page that has a map on it, and you're you're flipping down with your thumb, and all of a sudden you hit the map, and now you're just throwing that friggin' map across, you know, through the little box that it's in. And it's like, come on, <laughs> where do I get to this website you're talking about? I'm on their Facebook page. Um, uh, I think if you just go to go to giving, no, that won't get you there. Dot children'smn.org. Yeah, giving dot children'smn.org. Oh, so I have to enter. I have to type in a URL. That's you have to get on your There's got to be a way on Facebook I can get to it. I would imagine there is. Even the, well, actually, that URL won't get you right there either. Their their banner picture. Oh, there it is. See their banner picture. If I click on that, it leads to a post that has a link in it. Oh, nice. I just didn't get that far. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's right in their banner. Well, but good yeah. job to those guys. Yeah, good campaign, and they obviously doing good work. And I'll yep. tell the Ronald McDonald House at that at the Minneapolis Children's is such an amazing resource. Would you? We should do, we should maybe revive as as the team here at Minneapolis grows. We should go spend some time there sometime. Maybe you oh, can you, you can go. volunteer yeah. to go like serve a meal and bring the food and stuff. Oh, that'd can be I ask cool. You a question: mm-hmm. Is this like a minimalist use of parallax? Uh, where do you see it? I don't see because the giving bar never leaves the top of the page. No, that's more like a fixed fixed <laughs> positioning. That's fixed positioning. Parallax is there's a little more so going on with know, kind right? of depth. And, no, I parallax mean, it's is, like layers. I don't know what I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, tell me, like I'm a four year old. Have you guys seen that going around? <laughs> no. No, we're gonna Paral- get political. Sorry. <laughs> the different par- here parallax will always give you a sense of dimension, kind of like and the way I describe it is when you're driving. Something that's closer to you moves by faster but than something that's further That's what it away. is. The, no, it's it's a, foreground and background because no, but the it's not stuff behind is sliding behind it. Right, but that's just sliding with your scrolling speed, whereas the things that stay fixed, they just stop and stay there. So there's not about things moving in sync with each other at different paces, but... Oh, so anyway, that, that has to be depth. part... That's part of parallax? That's by definition should be. It, it, right, it typically right. is. This is more about just fixed positioning. I think that's... I think you're splitting hairs there, mister. <laughs> well, <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? I know. Him? I'm just going to keep pushing on it. So I'm. <laughs> Till I break. That's right. Until <laughs> yeah, he gives in. No, nah, it's a great site. All right. We better wrap up. That's post 30. Yep. Post 30 minutes. Which, oh, we had, we had some making up to do. So yeah, we did. And it's fair. not unusual for us to it's go. It's great post to be 30. back in our seats. Mm-hmm. It is. It's been a while. Feels good. It's been a long time. Yeah. There's just Feels a lot good. Shishmet, actually, since I think we've all been in here. Is that right? Doing Probably, this? yeah. yeah I doing, mean, we've been in the Well, office, we've been but... in here together, just not doing no, a show. No, we did one post-Shishman. We did. Okay. We, we did, did at least one. one remotely, too, right? Or no? It might have been remotely. It might not it have was. been here in the right. studios. Yeah. In the interval, in the, in the uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, we'll have a new studio. We'll have a new studio. Bleep. Not too far <laughs> off. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. Oh, yeah. With their own podcasting podcasting suite? Well, they'll have to be a podcasting suite in all of our offices now, Nashville and Santa Barbara and 
Yeah. Yeah. Recovered. yeah. Maybe we'll expand. It'll become the Bastard Network rather than just the <laughs> That's <one> good. <laughs> American Healthcare Bastard Network. I actually like that. That's what we should propose. The Bastard Network. Because then it'll up beyond even... even yeah, it could be anything. Podcasting. Yep. It could be videos. It could be live. And you can have you can have it like an that network. is the solution within iTunes. You have a, you can have like a network station where all your channels are listed and everything. Yes, so, yeah, do some cool stuff. Boom, problem solved. That even sounds <laughs> impressive too. Brought to you by the Eric and Healthcare Bastards Network. Ding ding oh, yeah, ding. Just be oh, probably, I'm just going to get sued by NBC right there. <laughs> we have to come up with our own. No, your tones were not quite right because, like, like you know, when bit. Queen says it, it was dum 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 dum. <laughs> Everyone vanilla ice. Everyone vanilla ice. That's a good place to sign off. <laughs> All right. So for the rest of the arrogant bastards, this is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Olson, and Adam Meyer. I guess I shouldn't say for the rest of you when you're actually going to sign. We're off. right here. <laughs> well, I thought there were maybe others you were referencing for there. the arrogant healthcare bastards network. There you go. How about that? This is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Olson. I almost said Ritaco. Yeah. I know. Adam I Meyer. The heck. I almost said Adam Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> His maiden name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back. Oh, maybe next week. See we you. should be back next week. Mm-hmm. Bye.